0: CHAPTER Twenty OF CAMPFIRE GIRLS IN THE COUNTRY BY STELLA M. FRANCIS This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Leanne Howlett SLEEPING TOO LATE What makes you think I have been persecuting your aunt? Attorney Anderson at last inquired. Because she says you have, Hazel replied unhesitatingly. She says you represent some of her late husband's relatives, who have no use for her and just delight in making trouble for her. The injured man was silent again for a few moments. He seemed to be suffering considerably, as a result, perhaps, of the jolting of the machine over a rough and slippery roadway, and of mental exertion in the telling of his story. "'You'd better not talk any more now,' Hazel said feeling that quite as good results would be attained by dropping the subject, now that she had impressed upon her aunt's persecutor, the full force of her request. "'Would you like a little more of this cordial? We'll be at the hospital pretty soon now.' "'Yes, I believe I will take another taste,' the man replied, reaching for the flask. "'But let me reassure you on this point. I'll look into your aunt's affairs, from her point of view.' as well as from the point of view of my client hereafter, and if I find I have done her an injustice, it will stop so far as I am concerned, at least. She could ask nothing more than that from you, Hazel said with a little sigh of relief. The patient was taken to the only hospital in the city and left in charge of a nurse. Then Mr. Mackenzie drove the machine back to camp and left the two girl passengers there, "'after which he took the automobile back to the garage where it belonged. "'It was almost daylight when Hazel and Harriet entered the tent "'that had been occupied by Harriet and Violet "'before the beginning of events that had made the night so wakeful a period for them. "'They were tired and sleepy, "'and their first thought was to get into bed as soon as possible. "'Their last topic of conversation before they closed their eyes in slumber "'was discussed thus.' "'I wonder if the sheriff got here and if he has succeeded in getting a line on anything,' Harriet said. "'Yes, I wonder, too,' was Hazel's answering comment. "'But we'll find out in the morning. I want to see him and tell him what Mr. Anderson saw in that old building before the shooting began.' "'Yes, it might help him to find the whole gang of pickpockets,' Harriet suggested. "'We ought not to sleep very late.' "'for if he wants any further information, "'he probably will be here at the camp soon after daybreak.' "'We probably won't be able to sleep very late "'with all the noise that comes with the waking up of camp every morning,' "'Hazel reassured. "'But they did sleep late, "'and Aunt Hannah was responsible for this fact. "'She awoke early and warned the other girls not to wake them, "'as they had been up most of the night, "'then followed a long period of explaining.' which served chiefly to excite the listeners and delay breakfast. In the meanwhile Mr. McKenzie arrived in Mrs. Hutchins' automobile to inquire if all had gone as well as could be expected, and if he could be of any further service. In the course of the conversation, Mrs. Hutchins was reminded of certain matters pertaining to the running of the farm, which required her attention, and she decided to return with her farm manager at once, Minerva had sent word that she would delay breakfast until eight-thirty o'clock, if the missus wished to come back by that time. Hazel and Harriet awoke at about nine o'clock, and the former expressed surprise and disappointment at the departure of her aunt, for whom she felt she had some very important information. But presently the sheriff appeared at the camp to report that he and three other men had been scouring the vicinity for several hours without success. He desired to ask some more questions, he said. His more questions soon brought out the sequel to Hazel's story that she had given to him the night before. Immediately the sheriff started back to town to interview Attorney Anderson at the hospital. During the forenoon, all the girls followed a program which they had mapped out for a period of several days under rules of the campfire organization. All were working for honors of various sorts, Most of them did beadwork for their ceremonial gowns, basketwork, sewing, tatting, embroidering, crocheting, and other such handcraft, while resting in camp. While moving about in the timber and over the hillsides and along the banks of the stream, they sought to exercise their skill in nature-lore for the purpose of acquiring blue honors. Indeed, they had attained no small degree of skill along such lines. AND COULD NAME MORE KINDS OF TREES, GRASS, FLOWERS, BIRDS, SMALL ANIMALS AND INSECTS, AND EVEN SNAKES, THAN MANY A RASH RECKONER WOULD EVER GUESS. EARLY IN THE AFTERNOON HAZEL BECAME MUCH CONCERNED, BECAUSE SHE HAD NOT YET RECITED TO HER aunt THE SIGNIFICANT DETAILS OF THE STORY TOLD TO HER AND HARRIET BY ATTORNEY ANDERSON OF WHAT HE SAW IN THE OLD LOG HOTEL THE NIGHT BEFORE. At about two-thirty o'clock she decided that she could not rest until she had seen Mrs. Hutchins and given her this important information, and so she and Harriet walked to Mrs. Hutchins' house to tell their story. But Aunt Hannah was not there. She had gone downtown, Minerva said, and there was no telling when she would be back. They waited until four-thirty o'clock and then decided to return to camp, as there were important arrangements to be made for the council fire that night. Before leaving the house, Hazel requested Minerva to impress upon Aunt Hannah's mind the fact that she had some important information for her, and that she must see her that night or early next morning without fail. "'Tell her that if she does not come to the camp to-night, I will be here for breakfast in the morning,' were Hazel's departing words." End of chapter 20